Welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. This is the podcast where we help you challenge your mindset and discover where you are. Tired of stories about other people's success? We can help you change your life, determine your time freedom point and join us on the journey to financial success. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ideal Investor Show, where I'm basically touching on topics that can help you to understand how you can go from being an employee to becoming a real estate investor and how I can guide you on your path to financial freedom. And so today I would like to talk to you a little bit about, let's say you already have one or two rental properties. And one of the questions comes up after you had let's say your initial tenant for a few years and that tenant has decided, okay, our family is growing. We need to move on. We need a bigger house. And they notify your property management that uh, they're going to be moving out. And let's say they were the perfect tenant. They always paid. They leave the house in a nice state, very little update to do to refresh the place before it can be rented again. And so the question then becomes, and property management would ask you, so what would you like the next tenant to be? And you may have seen that there is the normal open rental market, just, you know, basically advertising that there is a place, a house to rent. And then people can apply, fill out an application and they get reviewed and background checked and all that good stuff. And if everything works out, they sign the lease agreement and they become your next tenant. But there's also an alternative and that is government supported tenants. There are different terms for it. The two that I've heard the most is Section 8 or HUD, H-U-D. Those are government programs. They have different names in different states. But what basically happens is that a government agency in your city is looking at people who have a hard time paying for all their life expenses and rent being one of the biggest ones on their own. And they might be transitioning into a life where they get a better job and they can ultimately get back on their feet and they may have had a hard time or whatever may be the circumstance. So they can apply. And if they qualify based on their income and a few other criteria, then the government can say, okay, this is a tenant that we are a person that we are willing to support as a tenant. And let's say your house, you're asking $1,450 in rent. And the government would come in and say, okay, let's see, is this house worth that rent? So they literally come to your house and inspect it. And two things happen. Number one, they're going to say, okay, this rent is adequate or not. So obviously you want it that they say it's adequate. The other thing is they have some additional criteria on how a house should be set up. Right? How is the basement and what's with the air conditioning system and the windows and so forth? They have certain criteria because they want to make sure that people are for most part in a safe house following their rules. Those rules are not necessarily always the most sensible rules, but that's how you actually get a tenant like that. So if during the inspection where they're looking, is this house really properly valued at that $1,450 rent. They also look, does the house meet all other criteria? And if there's anything like a little thing, they say there's a tripping hazard or we believe there should be like a handrail on, on the staircase or something, then they would tell you and then you or your property management can fix those things and they come back, take a look, say, oh yeah, all good to go. So now you are eligible as the owner or through your property management to receive Section 8 or HUD tenants. Now, in some rare cases, the government can say this person qualifies for 100% of the rent. 
And in a way, that is actually a good thing for you because then the rent is being paid to your property management from the government and not from the tenant. What is more likely is that the government says, well, the tenant has to cover a portion. So let's say out of your 1450 rent per month that you're asking, the government is saying we pay 1200 and the other 250 has to come from the tenant. And that might work well for the first month or two. The risk is always when the rent is really low and 250 is probably just about the right amount. But I have had cases where the government said the tenant has to pay 100 bucks. So the tenant might be a, a, a woman, a single mother with two kids living in your nice little house and all she has to pay every month is $100 or $200, $250. Now, I'm not saying this is always the case, but there is a risk that if they can get the impression that they can live in a single family home for $200 or $250 a month, that the valuation of like, you know, how much is the house worth to me if it only cost me 200 bucks, is just not the same as if they had to pay the 1450 themselves. So that's a risk. The other thing is they sometimes behave the same way like regular tenants, even though their part is only 250 bucks or so. And what happens if they don't pay? Well, there is a pretty drawn out process where you have to go through the government and tell the government, hey, for the last two months, my tenant hasn't paid. You paid me, but the tenant hasn't paid. How do we get rid of this tenant or how do we make sure this tenant is paying these 250 bucks a month or 100 bucks or whatever the number might be? So that's absolutely a hassle. And if to the you get to the point that even the government has to admit, okay, the tenant is not filling their obligation, you still have the risk that the process is drawn out long enough. And now keep in mind, the tenant might not really value your property all that much so that they might not leave it in a great state. If they had paid a lot of money all the time, they value it more because it takes a lot of their income to live in that house and it's more likely that they keep it in good shape. So what you might end up having is that if everything works out well, that the government will pay and, and that that little portion for the tenant is easy to pay and you have no issues. But if you are on the other end of that spectrum, the tenant doesn't pay, the tenant doesn't actually pay attention to your property, doesn't value your property, you still have all the hassle with the government. And that's, by the way, not just the first time, but every year they come and inspect your property. I had a case where the tenant actually started to use part of the basement as a bedroom, which is not allowed. Right. And so then the government wanted the tenant not to use it as a bedroom anymore. But how do you enforce that? So is Section 8 or HUD a good idea? It can be. But the problem is you never know who the government is actually ultimately deciding your tenant is going to be. And yes, you can theoretically reject it. But I would say based on my experience that the system is only really good when your government agency says, yes, we cover 100% of the rent. Then it's not really that you don't care, but at least you don't have financial issues that way. If the government says we pay half or 60, 70, 80 percent, I wouldn't do it if I were you. So I hope this is informative for you. And this is just one little thing in the context of we are out of state residential real estate investors. We're using property management, so we only need to spend an hour or two a month to talk to them and see what our properties are doing. But that is the kind of information you want to be aware of, because when you join our program and I'm helping you as your guide to go from employee to a real estate investor and owner, then that's the kind of stuff you want to know to make an informed decision on who is going to live in your properties. If that resonates with you or you think, hey, this is actually kind of interesting. I want to get into this. I want to actually reach 
financial freedom, I need somebody to help me, then please go to idealinvestorshow.com, find the button, book a call and let's have a conversation. And if everything works out well, I'm happy to be your guide and your mentor. So that's it for today. Be well, stay safe and I'll talk to you tomorrow.